Hi boys guys, welcome back to the new episode this week. I'm your host, Henry Portillo. And my co-host. That's what I say. Do Sorry, you forget? I hate you. <laughs> and Sebastian Morales. I was looking at his name. I was like I was, waiting. I was like, uh. uh. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but today guys, uh, as you guys can see, we got no guests. It's just us two, you know, just OGs like always. Um, you know, still, still um, October. It's still October. Yeah, still October. It's still October. We got like what, one or two weeks left? I think we have one more. Oh, Halloween's next Sunday, actually. Yeah. I think we have one more week of like yeah. spooky season shit, and that's about it. Yeah. Wraps it up. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy our last episode. That was really fun doing it with Charlie. Um, it was. It was super funny with the whole fucking tapping on the, the whole tapping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Had, that shit had Henry scared. I was like, what the fuck? And also, the whatever we're drinking. Yeah. Oh, God. It was hitting me a little bit. The white claws. Yeah. Or whatever. But today, guys, you know, we're going to try to keep the same theme going on for the rest of this, for the last episode, mm-hmm. episodes or so. Um, today, Sebastian and I both agree that we want to talk about a character that we both, I, I love, I admire him, he's my idol. <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm scared. <laughs> no, no, no. no like, a very good written character. Uh, it's on a, a very popular show on Netflix called You. Um, I know it's a very popular show, like I said, on Netflix. I already, it was so popular that it renewed for season four before the season three even came out. Jesus. So that's how, that's how you know that the show smacks. But before, before we start this episode, we want to first say that, um, first of all, we will only discuss about season one and two. Uh, we will not discuss season three just because uh, Sebastian hasn't seen it. I've seen it. It was fucking amazing. Uh, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it very well. But uh, yeah, and if for you guys that are planning on watching you, but don't want to watch you, I uh, don't want to get spoiled. Don't listen to that podcast episode or or whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's so season two. I'm sorry, season one and two is season, what we'll be talking. Season about one and sure. two, we will be talking about the character, the lead character of the show, Joe Goldberg, my hero. Do you know the actor's name? Uh, Pen Badly. Oh, okay, because I, yes. I don't even. And know. he looks like Henry Cavill. That's a, something I've been. Oh, about. your favorite actor over here because he's Superman. Superman. God. And his name is Henry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're, yeah, we just want to talk about him in general, just him as a character and him like what he does, his actions. You mm-hmm. know, obviously. So uh, you want to summarize a character, uh, his character, real yeah. quick? Yeah. So basically, Joel Goldberg is a. So, of course. As we talked about, he he basically becomes a killer. Not and it, and it's very like unique in a way, as in like why and how and like how they how the journey all happens basically. So you ba- he's basically this guy that works at a bookstore, and I'm basically just doing a short run of it. Not yeah, gonna fucking summarizing. fucking talk about the whole specific. Works at a bookstore, and he meets this girl and he falls in love. And throughout the show, you, there's an inner dialogue. You always hear a character talk to themselves, essentially. And Joe Goldberg does it a lot. And then he talks to himself, analyzing uh, Gwen. Was her name? No, the yes, fucking first, the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gwen. And he's falling in love, starts stalking her a bit. And that's when you start to see how creepy it is. Because as he's stalking, he's like justifying his stockiness essentially he's saying like oh it's to protect you to form our love yada 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 and then he you also see his past of how he was treated as a kid 
a little bit. And then as well as how he was treated by the bookstore manager because the bookstore manager took him in. Yeah, adopt him, essentially. you see how like his childhood basically formed the person he is today. And the first victim was Gwen's ex-boyfriend. Um, kills him and then captures her. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Kills Benji. I think that's what his name. Yeah. And then he targets Gwen's friend, which I totally forgot her fucking name. Um, Peach. Peach. Uh, Peach. Peach, right? Oh, man. She was fine as fuck, too. <laughs> Peach, yeah. yeah. And so it shows the journey of like how he becomes this killer. And then, oh, yeah, the therapist, her therapist, and then finally her. Well, he um, doesn't kill okay. the therapist. Oh no, he frames he frames, he frames he, him for killing Gwen because yeah, he killed yeah. So it was just like this whole journey of his actions and him analyzing his actions and like basically reinforcing them with positive like I guess you would say positive um positive feedback or I don't know what it's called. It's positive man I'm blanking. I don't wanna, but it's basically him dogs, like, Yeah, it's like him telling himself like, "Oh, I'm doing this because I love this person. I'm protecting them. Yeah, he, I'm protecting our love. He feels like he has a good reason behind yeah. it of why he does the things he does. And he's super obsessed with this person because with when with Gwen, there was a scene where she falls on the tracks because she's intoxicated, and that's how they first officially meet. Mm-hmm. And Joe has his grabs her phone and unlocks it, starts hacking her social media, and has access to it. So you start to see the obsessive behavior immediately and you say, okay, this dude's fucked up in the head because he's analyzing all her messages <laughs> yeah. and he overthinks like he, the simplest messages he overthinks. And it's crazy because it, it's just bringing the character to light of like how once he attaches himself to another person, how strong that connection is to a point where it's too much, like it's unhealthy and yeah. it's unsafe. Yeah, so what I want to do is I want to kind of separate season one, season two. We'll mm-hmm. talk about his action in season one, and then we'll talk about season two. So with season one, you know, Joe Goldberg, you know, you see a glimpse of his past, you know, what he went through, mm-hmm. which is um, he uh, he uh, he had an abusive father, and uh, his mom, uh, like his, his the father would beat his mom up, and, you know, and it was just he ended up actually killing his father. When he was a kid, he pulled the trigger and killed him, and he got sent. His mom sent him away to like a foster home. Yeah, his parents were pieces of shit, basically. Yeah, basically, which is very funny. I will, real quick, when I was watching season three of you, it just dawned on to dawned to me when this man said in one of the last couple of episodes. I even texted him where he where we discussed about uh, killers and murderers and serial killers, mm-hmm. and Sebastian brought up the fact that a lot of them have mommy issues. And I text you, remember? Yeah, on it's like, it, it, and when I say mom issues, I'm not talking about like, oh, uh, like the simple things. I'm talking about like, like serious problems. Like, for example, Joe Goldberg's mother was a was neglecting him, not giving the attention a child needs, and not showing that love that a child needs to develop correctly. And it, and the reason why it's so important that they showed that is because it is a trade for serial killers is like they all had these issues in the beginning of their childhood. Right. And when you're a child and a child is basically, when I say multiple, it's like you're basically teaching this, this child, everything 
what's right, what's wrong, what's normal, what's not normal, what's acceptable. And they take all that information. It's crazy because they pick up on it so quickly. Like children will mock or like imitate the people that they see all the time. Like, you know, those funny videos where kids start cursing. And the reason why is because their parents are cursing. Yeah, They'll yeah. pick up on that. And it's stuff like that. And you do get a glimpse of how his mother was neglecting him. And on top of that, you remember how he got adopted by the bookstore manager or yeah, the bookstore Mr. owner? Mooney. Mr. Mooney. And elaborate like how he treated him. Yeah. So basically he kind of treated him kind of like a, like a prisoner kind of like yeah. he would. So Mr. Mooney, he was the owner of a bookstore and he will put Joe inside like I, I guess for punishment or yeah. discipline, he would put him inside this cage, what that is meant to keep like books inside. Yeah, it's a glass dome, basically. Like yeah, yeah, a glass yeah dome, and um, he would literally just throw Joe Goldberg in there as to like discipline him, or to like learn about the books and respect the books and stuff like that. And obviously that fucks with you, you know what I'm saying? To like be caged up like that, I can only imagine like what it does to you. Uh, he implements mentally. those practices to his victims. Yeah. That's and interesting it, about it. And because he picked Mr. up on that. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Mooney told him, like, oh, this is for your own good. I'm trying to teach you something. And at the time when Mr. Mooney was telling Joe this, he was a teenager, preteens or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, preteen, I'll say. Um, and he picks up on that and starts doing that to his victims or the people he wants to protect. Um, like Benji, he's saying, oh, this is just for your own good until we come to agreement of truth or some shit like that. This is for your own good. And he ke- he keeps them there. Joe keeps these people in there. Um, for days and days and days mm-hmm. and uh, it's insane to me that I don't know it's just the the show did a really good job of showing Joe's actions and then like later on when it goes in deeper mystery they show why like they start revealing answers like oh this is why he's like this and do you think that is it why would what would you characterize someone with like that type of behavior? I know it's like, it's not right. Or what is it just obsessively protective because he's doing this to get the love of Gwen, like all these things, but he's saying to a whole fucking other level. Um, you said, do I classify? Like, what do you like? How do you, I don't know. It's like weird. Like, how do you summarize a character like this? Like, I think, uh, I think the perfect word is, uh, he's just a psychopath. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, at this point, like, he sees his actions in one way and one way only. Mm. Where this man, he he's a murderer. Like, he's yeah. a serious murderer. But he feels like what he's doing is right for the own for the own good just to protect his love for mm. Gwen, right? So, for example, like, he, he kills Benji because Benji was a shitty boyfriend to Gwen. And then he kills Peach because he felt like Peach was an, an, uh, endangering the relationship between him and Gwen. Yeah, it's crazy how you find out about Peach because I was like, what the fuck? Like, she's what? creepy. About Peach. Oh, yeah, she's creepy too. So that's she, why yeah, Joe... She is creepy. Yeah, that's why Joe <laughs> took that initiative. Like, this bitch is crazy. I'm going to fucking end her shit. Well, and when he does, he uh, shoots her. He, yeah, that's how he finds But at first, he fucking knocked this girl yeah, out. He tried to her. kill her with yeah, the rock. with the rock, but he, uh, she still lives. She's she's like, lives. And he's like, damn it. He's like, fuck. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy how... I'm saying it's crazy like all the fucking time, but how over he, he analyzes everything, like all his actions, Mm -hmm. 
Like he figures out Peach's running schedule mm-hmm. to like he's like running. And with he starts her. running and he yeah. gets better at better at it because he's he's waiting for the right chance and he's running always behind her, and then he's able to keep up with her to execute his actions, and uh, just taking it to another level of checking the messages because he finds out about Peach's obsession obsession with Gwen herself. Right. Because oh, so basically Joe figures out. Peach is crazy because he gets into her laptop because at first he was curious, like, who the fuck is this girl? Why is Gwen having always spending time with her? And that's another action of like that. That's a red flag with people. Like when you're when your significant others like that saying like, oh, you're spending too much time with these people, like your friends or they're mad that you have outside friends it is not healthy. And of course, they they over dramatize it where Joe spies on peach figures her what she does for work where she gets coffee so he has a chance to take her laptop which he does and he fi- he gets into it and he finds these fucking pictures of gwen um like naked like, right naked in the bath her feet there was feet pictures in there i was like damn peach is wild and i forgot the fucking actor's name um and i'll look at it after we talk about it because like she's known She's not known, but she's oh the one she, that plays Peach. Yeah, she like yeah, Prelo. She she plays in Prelo Life. She also plays a lesbian in there. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. She yeah. plays. She's in like in those type Prelo of shows. Lesbian. Yeah, and I heard about that. And it so what Joe tries to do is is he mani- so typically a serial killer or someone of that nature will try to the the reason why that video the doctor picks parts saying like okay the reason why. They don't really show a true serial killer is because it's too much, right? Like as we talked, but the pieces they decided to pick on was like they did a twist to him, like being manipulative or being dominant. Mm. He is not manipulating Gwen that much. He's saying everything a secret away from her, but he's targeting the people around her. Mm. So instead of manipulating her, he goes for the other people around yeah, her around and her. shit like that. And also with remorse, like serial killers do not have remorse of what their actions are. Yeah, no. Like they don't give a fuck. But Joe tries to come to an agreement with himself, like, oh, I'm doing the right thing. And he in the lack of remorse he does that and that's what I mean by these directors, they pick pieces of a serial killer to like just take a little bit from is with remorse. So serial killers lack of remorse, but they choose a little bit of it and they add that he's he's justifying every action he does. So he's not taking full responsibility. He's not saying, okay, I fucked up. I mean, he does want to go to jail at some point, right? Like he's going to jail or prison or some mm-hmm. shit like that. He comes to agreement with that. But in his charmness, some people say the serial killers are superficial charm. Like they, they're just nice on the outside just to get, just to be able to target you. Like Ted but Bundy, basically. I feel like Joe was like, he was generally nice at, to people. Yeah. And that's the piece is the character was well made. I mean, everybody enjoyed watching it or not everybody, but a lot of people, it's like a top show. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's very well made because like you're sitting here and you're thinking like this motherfucker is crazy, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The, from the stalking, the obsession, obsession, the cage in the basement, everything Mm. about his actions is kind of too much. Right. Um, but in the same time, you you still feel remorse for him. You still feel kind of like bad for him. You know, you want him to like win because they show good sides yeah. sides of him. Because yeah. like with the kid, 
the kid, he's able to relate to the kid in the apartment because his parents are shit or yeah. the father is a piece of shit or the step. Is the stepfather a father for the kid? I think the step- kid, uh, I think it was a stepfather. Stepfather, right. Yeah. The mom also went through some shit too. Like mom's not as bad as the father, but still a piece of shit because she falls into that re- like that relapse and just using drugs again. Mm. And Joe's able to relate to the to the kid at a very personal level. Like yeah. and he gives him books to read because Joe loves to read, so he gives him books. And the and the dad would get mad, like, why mm. are you reading this? Like, yeah. Like, Cause they were like more intricate books or like yeah. very complex readings. And he was able to connect with him and you kind of sympathize. Oh, he's he's taking care of the kid. Yeah. He's always in the bed and he protects him. Yeah. From the dad yeah. typically like it, once the once he blamed the what the cop scene when they were in the garden. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say yeah, the show does a a very good job of showing the audience that Joe's human. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It makes you feel bad, you know. Um, but yeah, he does a very. I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. You feel kind of like bad for him, you know, because, you know, he did have a rough childhood and, and stuff like that. And, uh, but the show does, like I said, does a good job of showing you that, hey, this motherfucker's crazy. But at the same time, you know, he's, he is human. He has feelings. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not like he's going out there and killing a specific pe- uh, age group or race or whatever. He's doing these actions because he feels it's, it's right. You know what I'm saying? Do I feel like it's right? No, I don't feel like it's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll be very terrified if you yeah. Think, like, yeah, I agree with the whole thing. Yeah, no, I don't no, think No, but it does show like the whole like little like the like the phrase like, oh, love makes you do crazy things. Like mm. I guess like they're able to take that that the just super broad phrase and just amplify it to a an extraordinary level. And with season two coming out, or I'm sorry, no, season two already came out. It's crazy of how they also change the settings completely because yeah. season one is in New York. New York. They basically flipped the whole cast. It's yeah. like a whole new, uh, it's like a whole new cast, whole new setting, oh, except uh, Joe's still there. Joe and then, and oh, and Candace. Candace, right. Yeah. At the end of season two, uh, season one, I'm sorry. Jesus, so many seasons. Season one, uh, Joe basically had a previous love yeah, with the girl named Gwen. Yeah, before Gwen with, and her name was Candace. And she was it. She was going for a music career and shit like that. And Joe realized, like, oh, she's going out late. She's hanging out. She keeps mentioning her producer or whoever the fuck it was. Producer, basically her manager. Mm. And he finds out that she's cheating on him. Yeah. And he caught them. He caught them fucking. Yeah, in the car. And he meet he meets the guy at a rooftop party, yeah. and. The guy's sitting on the ledge. First of all, why the fuck would you sit so close to the ledge? I he guess was he, making, didn't, uh, he was smoking. He's cigar. smoking a cigar, but like, dude, Cigarette. sitting. Was he sitting on the edge? No, I, I think th- he was just standing right next to it. You just think smoking. so? He was just standing. I swear, I thought he was sitting on the edge. I could be wrong. Yeah, I can't remember. Basically, he was being. He was. He was in a position where he was being able to be pushed, and that's what Joe did. He was just so pissed about the whole situation that that's the first action he took that he felt right. Or actually, no, he just killed him out of anger. And then that's when he started realizing, like, I fucked up. But he justifies his action again. That That's very interesting you say that because it makes me think of, okay, this kid, he killed before, Joe. When he was yeah. a kid, he killed his dad. 
And that was cause that's cause he snapped. And and think about it. He did it because he felt it was right by protecting his mom. He killed his dad to protect his mom. Mm-hmm. And then what does his mom do? His mom abandons him in that foster home. Yeah. So it was pretty interesting to see. It's um I learned what all all what this all is, these these are just patterns. You know what I'm saying? These are patterns. You know, what he felt like what he was doing was it right. He killed he killed Candace producer or whatever because he was um he felt like he was I mean to protect his love for Candace so he felt like it was right I think he was just fear he was and it was, he was pure scared. rage yeah. he was also scared to be abandoned again yeah. I think it, the fear of abandonment from a loved one or a significant other he doesn't want to go through that yeah because remember like after Gwen they ended right and he got with the neighbor or the neighbor's sister right the and they form a relationship, but he never really loved her as yeah. much as he it loved It was just wife. more lust. Yeah. It was just to fill that hole in. And that's why it's like that fear of abandonment. Mm-hmm. He's so scared about that, that he takes the next step to just protect, just to protect himself. Yeah, to do, yeah. So it's like a self-conscious, it's like a, it's like the character is battling himself in his head because he thinks he's doing it for love. But I think it's like more selfish acts because he's scared to yeah. be alone. And the whole transition from fucking season one to season two. So it was a big flip, except the only two characters that really stayed was, uh, Joe Goldberg and Candace. And then you I, see, uh, you see him kind of hallucinating. He sees Candace. He starts seeing Candace I mean, basically. That uh, starts in season one. Gwen. No, he sees Gwen sometimes. In season one, he, he hallucinates about Candace and then season, season two, two, he starts hallucinating about Gwen yeah. and it's like those nightmares just keep haunting him. Yeah. So, Season one wraps up and basically Candace was supposed to be dead because Joe tried to kill her mm-hmm. and bury her. She's lived. And then he, then Candace shows up at the bookstore saying, Hey, I'm going to put you in your place. You deserve to run jail. Shit like that. Uh, he runs away and he, from New York, he goes all the way to California, LA, LA, which is literally the complete Just opposite. Complete opposite. And, the, and the whole new cast, like again, Joe and Candace stay the same. And Immediately, once he's there, he was over-obsessed with another person. Immediately. Once he bumped into the her... I forgot the character's name, to be honest. Love? Oh, yeah. Love. Love Quinn. I, yeah, I forgot about that. Her name's fucking Love. I don't know why they fucking named her that. But That's whatever. pretty ironic. Yeah. And he, he's, he, stay, he immediately gets obsessed with her. Like, immediately. They bump into a grocery store that her parents own... And it, that that's that's the beginning stages of the new obsession for him, mm. and that's where like that fear of abandonment comes from. Mm. Like he he's already alone in L.A. He doesn't want that. Okay, he found a new target, and you can go into season two because it's fucking it's a lot. You can lead that. Yeah, bro. I mean season two is pretty crazy. Just different setting, just because like so he falls in love with this. So obviously, when he's moving to a new state, new whatever, he's trying to start fresh. Mm. He's not trying to repeat the patterns he did and before. He's scared because he's getting chased by the cops or yeah. like, and Candace. Essentially, he's trying yeah. to find him. Yeah, he even actually steals someone else's identity for a while. He and, does. Uh, he, uh, his name was Will for a while until he comes clean, say I'm not Will, or whatever. But um, yeah, like I said, so when he finds love, he's like, oh, I'm not gonna do this again. I'm not gonna do this again because he's not trying to repeat the pattern of becoming. Mm overly obsessed with someone which was obviously bound to happen and uh he gets he falls in love with love love has a uh, twin brother 40 
And uh, <laughs> I forgot his name was fucking Forty, bro. But what's the interesting thing about season two is that love is. In the end, we find out she, this bitch is crazy. You know what I'm saying? This bitch. She's also crazy. She's yeah. also crazy. She, she she also has a rough childhood. You know, she her parents aren't like the perfect parents. Uh, they're like those very I guess rich parents, but like mm. you know what I'm saying, a lot of rich parents make shitty kids or very you know. Kids. That's like movie stuff. I mean, we're not saying like all rich families. No, do we're that, saying but all rich <laughs> family. All right. No. It's like it's like movies always have like those rich parents. They're always working, so they not, never have time for not even kids. that. Uh, real quick, a perfect good example is that Melinda's brothers where all the the brothers where they were like super rich, Beverly Hills, and they snapped and they they shotgun. And killed their mom and dad the same day, same night. Mm-hmm. Look, look into that. Very crazy and cool case. Correct. So, okay. The reason why I'm about to bring this up is so we're jumping around on season two, but yeah. it's just because there's so much to talk about. We're just nailing the main points. Right. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but so the reason why love is crazy is because she killed the maid. There was a maid. They had a maid, and the maid was falling in love with Forty, and it wasn't right. She was an adult and he was like a teen and fucking love kills her. Mm. And then I'm forgetting, like, why did 40 believe it was him? He was asleep. Right. And he wakes up. Yeah. Like he thought he was hallucinating because he put, she put the knife on his hands. Right. But they have obviously with money. When you get money, you get power. Like Tony Montana says, and uh, they were able to like hush, hush, you know, pay money to, you know, yeah, the Lord. Basically, the case was dropped. Yeah, it dropped. was never they, like they came in, cleaned it, happened. and like nothing ever happened. Basically, so that's kind. Of, these are kind of like the patterns you see, the same patterns you see for love you see with uh, uh, Joe, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just interesting. It's so interesting because you know they go. Uh, love does basically the same thing he did with Joe. You know, uh, she felt threatened. You know, she felt scared and to be abandoned mm-hmm. and she ends up killing. So she ends up killing. This is a cool part of it. My favorite part of the show is so Candace is Candace is literally trying to like frame and like put Joe on blast saying like this, this motherfucker is crazy. His name is not Will. His name is Joe. He tried to kill me. And when he he confronted uh, Love, Love st- Felt threatened. And he kills Candace. Like he slices her throat. She slices her throat. Love slices. Love slices. Candace's Candace throat. You throat. say he. I was like, no, Joe didn't oh, kill no. her, bro. No, she's. Yeah, right. it's like it. That wasn't Love's first kill, though. Love's first kill was the the apartment manager. Mm. Remember, that wasn't her first kill. The apartment manager. Yeah, bro. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> the sister. The yeah. the older sister. Yeah. The older sister. She kills that her. That was her first kill. Yeah. Is because. She was like, love started following Joe being super like she even hire, hires a private investigator yeah, to like, follow him and shit. And she basically Joe brings back the glass dome and first he captures a person who made the fake identity for him. He finally lets him go. And he had this whole situation, like a little altercation with the Russian mafia. Um, and he had his finger chopped off. Actually, you remember that? Yeah. He chopped off his finger yeah. and it, he uses that glass dome to capture this. It's like a ma- it's an apartment manager, and which they had some type of relationship. They did have a relationship, a little connection, and he captures her, saying like, "Oh, this, 
this is who I am. Same old, same old with the season one thing when he's like, Tom, this is your for your this is for your own good. And Love eventually finds out where this place is at. It's in a storage unit, and she goes into the storage building, finds a storage unit, and then sees Joe's whole situation of like, holy shit, he's crazy. Of course, at this point in time, you don't you don't know love is crazy as well. She probably thinks this shit's normal to her, but she basically goes into the glass dome, slices the manager's neck to because she was scared that oh she's gonna snitch on Joe. I'm not gonna have my love be taken and, away, and she just ends her shit. And the whole thing was crazy about it is because Joe and Forty Forty is a spying writer, and he wants to write this show. And him and Joe and the manager's little sister, they all go to an apartment and stay there. And Forty, oh, like, just gives Joe a shit ton of acid. Was it acid or shrimps? I think LSD, right? Yeah, it was some shit like some that. Shit there. Where Joe just forgets everything. And when he wakes up with blood on his hands, on his shirt, he and then he finds out that she's dead in the storage unit, he was fully... He believed... Entire that it was his fault and that he just couldn't remember and it's because he had these fears of Basically hallucinating Gwen was there like he just sees her there Talking to him saying like why'd you kill me shit like that? So he believed that he ended her shit because He was just drugged out of his mind didn't remember a thing and Eventually that's when Candace finds the storage unit and love is there with her and love acts like she was like shocked that there was a fucking dead body there and she leaves she throws up in this basket this basket i think that's where she finds a glass bottle or some shit mm-hmm. and candace saying you see this is joe this is who he is and this is why i need to report him to the police and then that's when the whole plot twist happens fucking love turns around and just stabs candace in the throat with the glass bottle yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Shit, die, bitch, die. I was like, I was like, what the hell? And then this whole relationship of two crazy people starts happening and shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it's um, a love of, basically like that Bonnie and Clyde shit, but just in a serial killer format. Yeah. Well, actually, it was just crazy because, like, you see a lot of similarities here with these two characters, Love and, and Joe, you know. Um, towards the end of the series, uh, towards the end of the season, I'm sorry. Uh, forty ends up dying. He uh, uh, love twins brother ends up dying. He get uh, because forty was gonna actually kill Joe, mm. and uh, because I think he found out, and then when the cops came in, they saw forty was a gun, and obviously shoot first, ask questions later came in, and they he they killed forty in that that show. I mean, obviously that's how it happens. And Joe was actually going to kill Love at one point because... Do you know exactly why? Do you remember mm-hmm. why? I assume... I, why I could remember is probably because, like, he she, he was probably thinking, like, all right, she's kind of crazy. Like, I'm in her shit or something like that, right? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Or, like, she knew too much, maybe. Was it that? I think so. Anyways, we're going to have to go back and look really into that, but... Yeah, I don't remember the what, reason why Joe yeah. was going to kill her. Damn, I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, anyways, he was going to end her shit, but literally, like, he grabbed her by the neck and put her against the cage and, like, had a hook. But before he even did anything, love you, though. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. 
which made Joe like oh yeah come out out of rage or whatever that was, mm. um and calmed him down and you know made him all I guess lovey dovey and that's basically what how the show happened you know sadly Forty dies, and then obviously big money they clean everything up like nothing happened, and uh, they ended up moving to a suburb area you know in the in the show. It it shows Love's pregnant, you know she is pregnant, and then it's really cool how they show Joe walking in the backyard and looks through the fence and she sees another girl and basically him saying like, like this, like basically uh, showing the audience like this is the next victim per se. Oh yeah, it was okay. Now I remember. So the reason why they did it like that is because it's weird. It's like. This whole story, season one, season two, was supposed to lead up to season three. Mm-hmm. Because the inner dialogue, keep in mind, they keep that in season two. It's that inner dialogue. And he says, like, oh, and then this happened. And this led all the great things happen because it was meant for me to meet you. So he basically said the situation, basically the wrap up is like, oh, season one happened because of this. And then season two happened because of this. And it was to meet the new target. Because it was just telling his past story, essentially. Mm-hmm. The, the, you basically see the past, and then it leads up to season three. So I'm very curious how season three ends, which I need to watch, and how they'll possibly introduce season four. Because that's how it, that's how season season two ended. Is like all 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 that happened was to lead up to season three, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious what season four is. Three. But I guess I'll, no. I'm talking about like after like the conclusion of season three, how they're going to introduce season four. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm wondering about. Yeah, it just is. Um, why uh, when I was finishing season three, which I won't say any spoilers. I just made me think about the whole series overall and just Joe as a character overall because here you see a man that is traumatized from his past. You know, you see patterns of that. You know, and but then you think to yourself, like, this dude, he he's just trying to find his love, right? Quote, unquote. But he becomes overly obsessed. Obsession and love are not the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's just crazy to me, like, the, am- the amount of things people would do when they think they're in love, right? Um, one good example is, like, when people are in love they don't see like the red flags they're blinded by love and i I just find that very interesting like or just how we are as like you know yeah i think i have a different standpoint from you about the joe goldberg character i think i couldn't sympathize with them because it was i guess it just depends on what you've been through and stuff Mm -hmm. because i couldn't sympathize with the character as much as you did because what i found what i saw when i saw this whole character in the first two seasons say oh this dude's crazy and he's trying to justify his actions which makes me feel like oh dude this is a piece of shit he's fucking insane he doesn't know what he's doing of course he's a serial killer he kills like people that are in the way of his love which that made me not the only thing i could sympathize with him was with the kid like i was like oh man he's really helping the kid out and but why because he relates to him so much and i couldn't sympathize with him that much because i just saw like he was able to trick himself to thinking he's doing the right thing. Mm. So I think that I couldn't sympathize with him. I just saw a sorry character trying to get by with his actions and not get caught. And he just couldn't come to full responsibility of his actions. 
because he kept killing. And of course, there's a reason for that. It's for the show to continue on, right? They're not going to just like, oh, killer understands his actions. He's going to turn himself to the police. The show's over. Like, I understand that, but he never takes full responsibility. He always blames on something else. Like, he never says, oh, it's my fault. I'm the one that needs help. I'm sick. I'm, I need to go to therapy, go to mental rehab. And it should, that's how I saw the character. So I couldn't sympathize as you did, but that's the whole point of the show is like, everybody's going to interpret things differently. And some people who've seen like criminal shows and stuff like that will see a certain thing. And some people that, I don't know, it's just a little different. And I'm glad like that show, the show's able to do that. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. It just, no, I'm going to clarify. I don't sympathize. No, I don't feel bad. Like, it's not like I sit there. I'm like, oh, I feel bad. I feel bad. No, yeah. It's like what you're talking about, like how you were saying like, oh, here's just a man that is wants love, but he takes it to a whole nother level of obsession. No, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like overall, like not just Joe Goldberg or whatever. I'm just saying like everyone else, like everyone has issues and they, you can see that you can see patterns and you can see what they do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I just find it interesting. I I find it very interesting. Uh, f- with the whole issues thing, I feel like everybody does have issues. I agree with that. But what I'm seeing is these issues can affect you mentally at a whole different level. And each person will react differently to them. And because, of course, like anybody who has that type of mom problems never become not all everybody becomes a serial killer. But it shows, and I know what you mean about the patterns. Like, oh, this is how the character was developed and why shit like that. But fuck, man. Now I'm really need to watch season three after this conversation. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I said, I'm not going to spoil it, but season three is... Um, it's good, though. It's it's, it's, good. it's, good. it's good. It's 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 a good watch. It's just different now because they have, a, they have a kid. It's a different scenario, but... Um, the kid's a killer. Starts killing nah. as a baby. The kid's name is Henry, which is really cool. I'm, they had to uh, ask for my permission. Wow, <laughs> Henry loves anybody that's named after himself, bro. basically. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but yeah, I think it's just interesting. It's it's interesting just to talk about like Joe Goldberg's his mental, his personality. He's just him as a person, him as a character. We basically I, try to character analyze that type yeah, of shit. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's fun. And yeah, it's very fun. And it just not only with him, that's what you see now. Like a lot, I feel like a lot of girls, but low key. But I feel like a lot of people are very into like crime shows now and like documentaries because true we get in true crime shows because we get to learn about like these people's actions and why they did it. Like even though they're so fucked up and just brutal and just non-humane, like it just like it's it's interesting for us to look at the other side and see. Why is it that you think like that? And why is it you think your actions are good or whatever? You know, why is it you do the things you do? And that, it just, things very interesting. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm not going to ruin season three, but I highly recommend anyone to first of all, watch you. It's a great fucking show. It's a really great show. Um, and then season three was f- really good. I, I'm not going to rank them, but I'll just say it's really good. It's different. And it's, it's a crazy, the ending's pretty crazy, but yeah. Sweet, man. All right, boys. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to the episode. We appreciate your time. We're available on all podcast platforms. We also have a YouTube channel where I post, like, clips of the episode. Yes, sir. Ipoist Podcast. Yes, sir. And then also the Instagram is Ipoist Podcast. Um, show some love if we do. If you like to listen to our shit, just give us a like and all that good stuff. Subscribe. Um, and also come up with ideas with, like, what you guys want to hear us talk about. We'd always love to. 
Oh, we see, talk about everything. We talk about everything. That's literally what this podcast yeah. main goal is: is to talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. So if you guys have something that's interesting, like send us a message to Henry or me or the iPlus account, and then we'll do research and talk about it. Yeah. I like to connect with the audience for sure. Yeah, for sure. But you guys have a kick-ass weekend, though. Oh.